Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This is Good Humans Podcast with me, Cooper Chapman, chatting to the world's best about the inspiring stories that got them to where they are today. What's going on, you good humans? Welcome to guest episode 141 of Good Humans Podcast and the first guest episode as part of the 100 Days to 100Ks little special 14-week block where I'm going to be speaking to different running experts, physiotherapists, um, nutritionists, and just people who are going to help me on the journey because not only do I want to do it very safely, but I want to hopefully inspire you guys who listen to this podcast to maybe step out of your comfort zone and set a challenge, whether it be in running or just something else, but obviously running would be a good thing to challenge yourself in because you're going to get some really positive information over the next 14 weeks and learn yeah, how to do it really safely and how to take on something that maybe seems unachievable for you. So today's episode is with my running coach and an absolute weapon at running himself by the name of Jai Dean. Uh, as always, a big thank you to our sponsors, Drinker Rapper. These guys have been taking care of my brain for a long time and far out. I'm really excited for some of the stuff we have coming up this year. We're going to be hosting plenty of mindful mornings where we're going to educate you guys and anyone who wants to come along about the product, but also on just some ways how to be more mindful and how to get our brain performing at the level that we want it to. So keep an ear out for that. Go follow at Drinker Rapper on Instagram. Follow myself at Cooper Chapman and you'll find out all about the updates. If you want to learn more about the product, head over to their website, drinkarepper.com. You can check out all of the science over there, but most importantly, you can use the code GOODHUMAN and get a big 25% off all the products. So many people that I know have tried the product because of learning about it on this podcast. Absolutely love it. So give it a try. Let me know what you think and would love to know what, yeah, how it goes. Also, please, please, please make sure if you're not, you go and hit that like and subscribe button because coming this Monday, we have the first episode of 100 Days to 100Ks where every single week for the 14 weeks, I'm going to give you an update about my training schedule, what I've done for the week. So maybe you can follow along the journey. Maybe you can set some goals a little bit shorter than what I'm going to try and do, which is 100 kilometers. But also just get some updates on how to do it safely and how to yeah take on a challenge for yourself. So make sure you hit that like or subscribe button. This Monday, you're going to get the first episode of 100 Days to 100Ks, which will be my weekly update, bringing you behind the scenes on a whole range of different topics, which you'll hear more about on Monday. Also, if you haven't already, go over to thegoodhumanfactory.com, learn about my mental health workshops. It's really fun that now I'm getting to travel all around the country and share my story and share some really simple mental health tips that are having massive impact on so many different organizations, corporate businesses, and also high schools. So if you're someone who's like, you know what, we need a bit of education around mental health at my workplace or in your high school, go check out on the website, the workshop tab. You can inquire about one of our workshops and yeah, would love to come 
come and speak to your organization or your high school. Also over on the website, you can use the code podcast and get a big 25% off all of our merch. Bloody love all my podcast listeners and you guys deserve a discount. So let me know if you grab some merch, tag me on your Instagram story and would love to see what you think of it. The positive conversations that can come from it are just baffling. So thanks for everyone who really does support. It means a lot to me and it allows me to put this podcast on and offer all this amazing free information for you guys to hopefully improve your lives. Okay, today's episode, Jai Dean, is a really fun one. Jai is a guy that actually has the exact same birthday as me. We're both born on the 10th of May. He's a couple years younger than me, but when I posted on my social media a few weeks back that I set out to do this challenge of 100 days to 100Ks, him and another beautiful lady by the name of Vanessa, who will be on the podcast over the coming weeks, reached out and said, hey, we've just launched our own running training um, running training." group and would love to train you. So I've been going down to Salt Social Run Club on a Tuesday morning, plus on Thursdays doing running. Both Jai and Vanessa have been putting together my running program on an app. So I've got it all in my hand and I can track it all on that way. I can pass it on to you guys so you can follow on the journey too. So once they reached out and said, let's train, I was like, absolutely. So it's been epic. I've done my first couple days training with them. I'm looking forward to the next 14 weeks. It's going to be really fun. But this episode, we went into Jai's story and it was really nice to get to know about his upbringing, how he got into running, how much he loved running throughout high school, but then hit burnout in year 11 and then stopped and hated running. And then he got into a bit of the party scene. He was DJing, taking um, some substances and alcohol that he wasn't really proud of. Then he met his girlfriend and moved uh, went on a trip to Europe for a year and had a pretty cool experience, really got to experience different culture and travel. And when he came home, he was very lost and didn't know what he wanted to do. Since then, he's got back into running. He's absolutely been loving it. And yeah, he's been crushing it. He got, I'm going to butcher it, but you're going to hear about it in this episode. He's been doing a bunch of 50 kilometer races and being right at the top. He qualified for the world champs over in France later this year. So he's super qualified to train me and hopefully pass on some great information to you guys. The back half of this episode, we do talk about what I'm going to be going through for my run training. So hopefully you guys can maybe pick up some tips through there. We talked about a few different ways how to get into it if it's your first time ever wanting to go for a run or wanting to step out of your comfort zone and set that big goal. So make sure you get all the way to the end of this episode because there's some really positive information and stuff that's going to help you on your journey as well. That's enough from me. Let's jump into today's episode. Welcome to Good Humans Podcast, Jai Dean. How you going, brother? Good, mate. We've uh, just finished a good session this morning, ran you through some 800s, so got the morning started well, and uh, here we are. I know. I um, was kind of struggling out there this morning. Actually, to be honest, I had a bit of fun. It was nice. It was my yeah. second Thursday session with you, my third, I guess, running session with you, yeah. and I'm really excited for this chat. You're my running coach. For anyone listening, this is kind of the first episode of 100 days to 100 k's with a guest on and i thought who better to have on than my running coach so yeah. i guess before I, I go into my normal run of questioning what attracted you to coaching me for this um, project that i'm now going for <laughs> yeah well both uh, vanessa and i um who have the business um project pb running coaching um we've been kind of we've just started and uh, Vanessa mentioned that you were running uh, the Blue Mountains, um, so it was kind of like our first thought was like, let's go and talk to Cooper and let's try and help him out. Like we both know that ultra running is a crazy thing and it can be scary and can be daunting. Um, and the fact that you're on the coast um, and that we're here as well and we can kind of guide you and support you in person just makes it so much easier. Yeah, I've, I'm kind of one of those people who usually just throw myself into stuff. No training, no coaching, especially when it comes to running. Like I ran the Gold Coast Marathon without training. I've kind of just like 
read Goggins' book and got me pumped up a few years ago and was like, it's all just the voices in my head. Like so many people probably listening right now, like I'm not a runner. Yeah. I'm definitely not a runner. Yeah. But I've set this goal because I want to put myself out of my comfort zone. I want to do something that I see so many other people get so much joy out of, but do the 100 kilometer one properly and do some actual coaching and put some preparation into it. Because as speaking to you on the drive over here this morning, the more you prepare for something like this, the more fun you're going to have on the actual race day. So we've got 100 days to train for it. We're going to talk a bit about my training program, what you're going to be putting me through, and also towards the end of the chat, talk a little about maybe some advice for people who haven't really run ever on how they can get into it safely, how they can, yeah, approach getting outdoors and trying to, yeah, take running on as a new maybe hobby or just as a new exercise but do it in a safe way and do it Absolutely. in a way that um, isn't going to leave them feeling like shit every day after going for a short run or a long run. Yeah. And yeah, we're also going to get to know your story though because yeah. you're an incredible runner yourself. You're um, an athlete that has been doing it for a long time and I don't know too much about your story. We've only caught up a few times now, yeah. but this is going to be an epic opportunity to get to know your story. So there is two things I start the podcast with. First, we're going to do an rapid cheers. You said you've tried it before, but we're going yeah. to have one. What are you going to go for? Are you going to go for the fizzy or the gonna performance? Go I'm going to go performance as well. Yeah. We'll get our brain really fired up. Give it a bit of a shake. Bit of a Sometimes shake. have a bit of stuff at the bottom of it. And crack this bad boy open. Have a little cheers. Get the brain fired up. You're all about performance and putting good stuff in your body. And if you've already tried it, then you probably know so that good. it's pretty good. So tasty. It's so yum, but it's also... um. Yeah, you look on the back and it's like, oh, it's all natural ingredients. You wouldn't expect that. And it's like blackcurrant, hey, it's just like the best flavor. (laughs) Blackcurrant is absolutely one of my favorite flavors from when I was a kid. But cheers to a rapper for supporting the pod. The other thing I always start Good Humans podcast with is a very simple question, something that we talked about with the group in the running club this morning when we finished training, and that is gratitude. So what are you grateful for? Let's call it right now today in your life. Um, Grateful for my community um, and my support network. I think that's been a big one the last few years is just building that support network around me um, and building my team, um, the people that I trust and the people that I go to um, first thing. And then, yeah, again, just my community, everyone at Salt um, and Corumban. I feel like we've just created something super special over the last two and a half years and rocking up every Tuesday, Thursday and um, having the long runs in there is just like the best thing. It just lights me up. Yeah, I love that, man. It's so cool seeing the community you build. I went to my first ever Salt Salt Social, yeah? yeah. Salt Social run on Tuesday just past. It was fun. It's so cool. It seems like run clubs are the new dating apps everyone's kind of been talking about. We are talking about that the other day, the day yeah. before Valentine's Day. But it's just so nice to see people are getting involved in this like active lifestyle. I feel like Absolutely. the Gold Coast is a big hub for it, but you're seeing it pop up a lot in Sydney and Melbourne, all the major cities. Yeah. There's so many run clubs. Do you want to tell me how, how and why? Did you start, Sol? Yeah. Cool. Do you want to tell me about that and maybe if people listening can get involved, then we're going to jump into your story. Yeah, absolutely. So started Salt Social two and a half years ago with uh, my amazing partner, Lani. Um, it was pretty much, it started just on like a Tuesday. So we um, pretty much, I used to drink a bolter a lot um, with a few mates and we kind of just got chatting. We're like, let's catch up um, in a way that's not going to be bolter every Friday night. Um, so we went to, we kind of like thought the idea of like, let's catch up on a Tuesday morning. We'll, um, go for a run. It started as an Instagram chat and it was called run club. Just a few, uh, a few mates of mine. Um, and we had about six of us rocking up every Tuesday for a few weeks. Um, and then the group got just bigger and bigger and we just kept putting it on socials, just kept inviting more friends. And it was like, we probably had like 10 people and I just thought it was the best thing ever. 
And I was like, this is so sick, rocking up on a Tuesday morning, going for a short trot with your mates and then jumping in like for a swim, having a coffee, going to work. Like that mm. was just every Tuesday religiously. And then Lani and I kind of just like treated it as a passion project. We're like, let's just keep this rolling. Mm. Let's put a, let's go get a logo done up. Um, let's do something different. Uh, we made like we made socks and we we're just like how cool is this like the best thing ever like had socks and everything and yeah just kept growing and growing obviously Instagram was a huge part of the growth kind of when we first started and like we, we started like just before winter and we kind of had minimal numbers like 10 to 15 people and then that summer just shot to like 100 people like just under 100 people and it was just wild and I was like all right now and like this is a thing <laughs> and people are actually going to come to this so we looked in at insurance and all that so it was good yeah wow tell me about that so you got insurance and stuff for people to be part of that run club and stuff now. yeah so it's like registered under Queensland running as a run club um and it just covers us just just in case <laughs> yeah I thought it was just a social come down and yeah social group, thing but at, still... yeah at the end of the day I had to kind of look because I was like yeah, if we if we've got more people coming like it's one of those things you put in place yeah yeah interesting yeah that's like you'd be a bit of a dickhead to sue someone if you went down for a tuesday morning run yeah, like so, it's no different it's kind yeah, of a run by yourself it's just being careful in the community yeah, yeah. And it's like it is like the footpath and there's so many people on that footpath it's, yeah. i think it's one of the best footpaths in like the australia world. Oh, the world amazing like, the gold coast running yeah. along the beach is just incredible yeah, running past everyone's house it's pretty cool mm, so nice yeah so if anyone listening lives on the Gold Coast or you're on holidays on the Gold Coast and it's a Tuesday, salt mill at Corumban on the beach, yeah. um, 5 a.m., 5.15, start yeah. running. 5.15, start, yeah, 5 a.m., rock up to get a car park these days. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> and then, yeah, go for as long of a run as you want, basically, eh? It's kind yeah. of sub 10Ks, a few people do two, three, four, five. I did eight the other day, part of yeah. my program. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, a few people walk their dogs. It's It's just a cruisy morning it's it's never been a race or anything on the tuesday mornings that's why we've kind of introduced those thursday sessions but again tuesdays have just always been about like connecting with people meeting like-minded people and just maybe meeting your new best friend or maybe meeting your new partner <laughs> yeah. who knows who knows who knows just quickly before we move into your story we yeah. will get there if anyone wants to follow it on social media if anyone's listening right now and wants yeah. to like watch the journey of the social run club every week yeah um even if they're not from the gold coast what's the instagram it's uh, just... at the salt social run club the, oh no just sorry at the salt social um underscore at the okay, end you'll yeah. find it I'll, yeah. I'll leave it up in my stories and stuff and you'll see me talking all about it because i'll be there every tuesday yeah I was going to say for the next 14 weeks, but let's say I'll be there after as well. Yeah. As long as you don't scare me out of no, running too Keep much. the ball rolling, I think. I well, think that's the plan. Plans we'll to love the run. Yeah, after. absolutely. Well, we're going to catch back up to my run and talking about the training. But first, I want to get to know your story, man. It's um, really cool getting to know people and learn what they've been through to get to where they are. And we learned um, this morning that we have the exact same birthday. So same birthday. How cool is that? 10th of May team. Yeah. So you're four years younger than me. Yeah. And yeah, I want to get to know the story. So let's rewind back to the start. Where'd you grow up? What was life like? Let's talk up until high school. Yeah. How was your upbringing? As much as you're willing to share, you don't have to share anything if you don't yeah. want. But yeah, what was life like as a kid? Any siblings, family dynamics that maybe I need to know that shaped you who you are? Sport as a kid? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, let's go through the story. I've, I've got a great story. I feel like it's been um, born in Tweed Heads Hospital on the border so Gold Coast pretty much born and bred I wish I was born in Queensland but hey nah, that's a come on New South Wales is a spot <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah born in Tweed Heads uh, grew up in Benora Point um, had both my parents 
um, we were all living in Benora Point, used to just absolutely froth rugby league, um, used to play rugby down at uh, Tweed there at the Ospreys uh, for most of my junior career um, and then also like growing up just was just an absolute lover for athletics and cross country. Um, always pretty much at the top of most of like the school district and going to states and stuff every year. Um, living on the kind of north coast, um, we would always have to travel to Sydney uh, for like states. Uh, so we'd probably be going to, I was going to Sydney probably like three or four times a year for athletics, cross country, touch football, um, all those sports. So it was a tough one uh, on the parents, on the bank account. Mm. Uh, so yeah, that was kind of like up, upbringing, loved rugby league, loved running, pretty much loved all the sports. I just didn't stop. I just did so many other sports and loved my tennis, AFL, couldn't stop. Um, and then we went into going into, I, I had um, my older brother, he's two years older than me, Kyle. Um, we had my parents break up probably when I was in primary school at some stage. I think that probably grew me that made me grow as a person probably most in my life um i don't talk about it much but i think like those battles of the up and down um dad having to sell the house going from mum and dad's each week um week on week off i dealt with it in a different way i didn't really understand too much at that age of kind of what was going on i just thought like why can't mum and dad get back together mm. um which was a tough one uh, my brother kind of he kept it quiet and he just said it was all good. No, it doesn't bother me. Um, but I went to counselling for probably two years, um, mm. religiously for two weeks, uh, like every fortnight, sorry. Um, but I think that as a person, like I feel like I can speak out to people quite easily now and I don't kind of hold it in. I, um, except for my partner, I always try and <laughs> I hold things off from her sometimes. I like I like to keep it kind of flat-faced, but I, I talk to a lot of my mates about things and... Um, I think that's kind of grown me as a person, being able to speak um, as an adult. Um, but that was a big part of my life, was mum and dad breaking up and just them trying to work through it and trying to kind of live my life in a way that was going to work for me. Um, dad was living in Benora Point, mum was living in Kira, so um, preference, I would always go to mum's house just because the location. Um, mm. And moving into the high school years, I was at Palm Beach Crowman, nice. so it was a lot easier. Uh, but again, like we were going to and from Nen's house as well. So a bit of a dynamic, had backpacks everywhere, but yeah. um, was on the roll with that. Um, but yeah, moving into my high school years, I um, jumped into Palm Beach Crumman High School uh, on, a, on the cross-country program. Um, I was kind of tossing up whether I'd play AFL um, at that point or cross-country, but I just, my running was pretty strong um, and I just loved it i don't know why i, was, I just felt like runner. that i felt like that weird kid that like stood out like it was just different i was like running was like never like very popular but i would always like to hang out with like the afl fellas the rugby league yeah. fellas never kind of sat still i was always in the circling around the groups but sport yeah yeah loved loved the athletics and i feel very similar like growing up it was like always trying all the different sports like i played quite a lot of rugby union pl- growing up at like a rep level and loved it and then everyone started you probably have a very similar story to me everyone started getting pretty big and the tackles started to get a bit heavier and i was like mm, surfing's a little less impact i'm sure yeah. you're probably like yeah at least with this running i don't get tackled yeah. <laughs> it's like a little bit safer hey i want to ask you this i was thinking about it recently how far is like cross country 
I don't know if you can remember back to like yeah. year six at primary school because I remember it being like the biggest thing ever and even high school like I it's think, only like three or I like, think it was 4k I think by the primary. time you get to year six it's like 4k what about like high school how long high school we got to I got to 8k the biggest one but it was usually like 6k yeah see like looking is, back now it's like not like we're just not like far. a few times a week yeah but I was like I remember it like grueling like oh it's cross country it's got the little legs going just like now it's over. like oh that's just like a nice little chilled trot that's like, your recovery hey, run just, yeah, yeah your recovery run yeah so right. um so yeah let's talk about high school Yeah, it's obviously an interesting time for a lot of people. Sometimes with sport, you can end up putting your academic to the side and as well, obviously, having your parents take you to a lot of events when you're younger in primary school, but then coming to high school and, like, the sacrifices they make to, like you said, to and from Sydney, like, that made me reflect on, like, the amount of times every school holidays my mum and dad would jump in the red Tarago that we had, put all three of my sisters in the car as well just for my surf comps. And, like, every school holidays was one or two events at Lennox Head or down in Victoria at Bells or anywhere, like Coffs Harbour, like, every couple weeks or every school holidays at least was just, like, the biggest sacrifice. And I look back now, I don't... Yeah, I've never really thought or thanked them too much about that. Yeah, so many Ks in the car back in the day. It's crazy. crazy. And it's like, like just knowing like kind of the cost of living now, it's mm. wild to think that like your parents would just, they would do anything for you mm. to make things happen. Yeah, I just remember my car always overheating like radiators and stuff. And I'm like, yeah. it hasn't happened to me ever <laughs> since. Like my parents, I mean, say cars must get better. Because I remember like yeah. every now and then, like every like second trip would be like, oh shit, cars overheating. We've got to pull over yeah. and wait on the side for a bit. And like, oh, dad forgot to put the radiator cap on. And it's like, so I haven't had a car problem like that. Ever really? Yeah. Actually, I ran out of petrol once. <laughs> Fuck that spot from like Ballina to Coffs. There's like the yeah. big gap like around Grafton that you don't yeah. get. There's like a hundred k with yeah, that. Yeah, I ran out now. once. Yeah, that's crazy. But anyway, yeah, let's talk about high school now. So you started to go a bit more hardcore towards your running on a program for um, cross country. Yeah, yeah, what does it look like? Where's like the mindset if you want to be a professional runner i wouldn't even know where to start or is that kind of the goal through high school so the goal through high school so i was still playing afl at a pretty high level i was playing in the the suns academy um kind of got transferred from like rugby league and started playing afl because i could use my running um which was nice uh i was playing afl and then also running at a higher level through grade seven to eleven um though like i was probably running about 60k a week um in high school which is pretty solid for a small body and like i didn't i didn't kind of grow or hit puberty till like 16 i was like late so like my knees were constantly sore like i was playing afl on the weekend um i was doing like afl training like a wednesday thursday afternoon of wednesday and monday wednesday afternoons and then like running pretty much every day every morning and then i would also work as well um down in rainbow bay at the fish and chip shop so um it was it was a pretty like busy life as a kid and like i look back at it now i'm like damn like i was just doing too much Mm. um which kind of led me in my later years to kind of burn out but that goal of like running in high school was always to like make the national team and to always kind of like make that national team and make the next level. Yeah. Um, so I found that kind of on the track and doing 3K steeplechase um, was a good kind of challenge for me in a different sport. Um, still on the track, but just like with the hurdles and stuff, which was nice. Yeah. Um, though, yeah, cross country was always tough. We had a, we had a very kind of strong field of um, runners going into like the national team. We had Matt Hauser, who's an Olympian, 
Um, he was in my age group. And then we've got Joseph Dang, who's um, Australian 800 record holder at the moment, I believe. So wow. um, it, was a tough, it was a tough competition, but it was so good. Like um, I loved running. Like I was probably the older guy in the group um but that's what i loved about it like i was pushing the juniors i was pushing myself um starting off the bat markers and kind of running through and just growing it's yeah. good yeah we're gonna go to after high school shortly but what draws you to running what do you love most about running what what are people listening right now who hate running what can maybe inspire them to tell them about running that draws you to it what do you love about it so much I think it's just the freedom of it. Mm. I think the freedom of running is like, um, like post high school, um, I like well grade eleven. I had major burnout, so that was that was huge for me. Like I'd never wanted to run again. I hated running. Wow. Um, after yeah, like just so many sports and just constantly on the go, I had that big burnout. But um, before that, it was just like a challenge, and I just loved kind of, I loved working out on the track and I loved like pushing my endurance and going fast. Mm. Um, so that was a big part for me and like just competing with myself, um, and trying to make that to that like next yeah. level though. Yeah. Again, it was just the freedom of it. Um, I just had so much fun. I loved lining up with people on the start line. I love just like communicating and like interacting with like new runners and like better runners than me mm. almost as well. Like I loved to chat to the better runners cause I would always like be like, okay, like this is cool. Like what can I learn off them that I'm not doing? yeah that's so cool let's talk about your burnout then what what brought that on and how did you manage it because then did you finish school did you go into year 12 and yeah. finish your schooling so what was um year 12 is in queensland yeah you yeah. finished yeah so tell me um tell me about that what led to the burnout how did you notice you were burnt out and what was that next chapter like once you hit burnout yeah so burnout's never fun it's um something that like i'd realize now and that's why i've got like a great relationship with running now and um, it was pretty much just hated, like, so pretty much going into grade 11, uh, I was in the national team for, uh, track and field going up to Townsville to race, um, for Queensland. And post that race, it was just like, I got a result that probably I wasn't happy with. Um, I got seventh in Australia, but I just wasn't happy with my performance. I felt like I had a pretty average run on the night. I uh, wasn't ready for it though. Like straight after that, it was kind of like just fizzled out um mm. and i tried to get back into it at the start of the year um i was moving into my 18 year old segment um mid high school in may and so we um we got to yeah got to like mid-year and i kind of just i just dropped running and i was like no nah, like my body's constantly sore i was limping around school half the time like with my big backpack with everything in it i was just limping half the time i wasn't happy I was, yeah, my knees were just shot, my heels were shot and like I was just running through it. Like I probably had so many things wrong with me at the time that I didn't even realise or even get checked out because I would just keep rocking up to training. I would just keep turning up. Um, but looking back at it now, I probably had major stress fractures or yeah. <laughs> probably um, plantar fasciitis, which I didn't even know anything about. So kept running through that. But um, yeah, I turned 18 in high school in grade 12 and kind of started to leave that running kind of create like had my own freedom and I could just do whatever I want I thought I could and um started kind of meeting the nightlife scene um met mates I just thought it was the best thing ever mm-hmm. uh going going out every weekend um rocking up to school like on a Monday just hung over and thought I was the fucking the best and I was like thought it was so sick and like like left all my running friends like behind like in all the junior crew behind and I was kind of like just didn't 
do any more sport X and stopped like fitness altogether. All I was doing was maybe surfing a couple times a week, but that was about it. Wow. So tell me about year 12 then. You're partying a bunch. What did you think the future was going to look like for you after high school? What were you like academically? What did you think the next few years after high school were going to be like? And then what were they like when you finished? Yeah. So like the end of high school, I was pretty much, I was just like, I was doing pretty much all the easy subjects at school. I was just like kind of cruising through high school just getting by. Um, I was in, I was doing my cert three and four in fitness, um, which was fun. And then later on in high school, like at the very end, I met my partner, Lani. Um, and yeah, it's kind of just cruising through life, just having fun on the weekends, working, uh, saving up, spending money on the weekend. That was about it. Like, mm. uh, hate to say it, but yeah, drugs, alcohol, fell into that trap of just doing that every weekend. I love to DJ. Um, had my little deck set up, so I was like partying. I was DJing at like all the like local house parties around Corumbin, <laughs> and just forgot about fitness altogether. Um, which was crazy to think about it now, because it's like, damn, I wish I kind of kept following that through. And like, I like I look back and I'm like, oh, like that was an opportunity that could could have been, but that's so fine. Like I you just learned so that. much about it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, what did you do after school? What was a career choice? What was the direction that you thought life was gonna go? Life was looking shit after high school. It was, uh, yeah, like I went down a really pretty bad path of um, just getting stuck into that, that drug oh, and alcohol yeah. scene. Um, like I was DJing at a local club in Coolangatta. Um, Rattlesnake. Rattlesnake. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was rocking up and pretty much going into the back, um, doing lines like with the managers and wild to think about. Um, but it was like, it wasn't, wasn't fun. Um, like I was finishing at 2am in the morning, waking up at like 11pm, 11am, just like so skinny, like white. I just felt gross. I never felt strong in that, Mm. in that period of my life. Um, and then I was just working cafe job as well. Um, pretty much saving up for, saving up for Europe. My partner said that she was going to go to Europe and I was like, sweet, I'm going to come along. So I was pretty much DJing. Um, from like two a, uh, finishing at like two a.m. in the morning, and then going home, sleeping, and then going to the cafe and working from five a.m. to like two Oof. two p.m. So I was just like on a proper grind, but to like get it done mm. to try and like leave here. <laughs> wow. So how long did you do that before? Did you end up going to Europe and yeah, doing... did that for about eight months. Oh wow. So just like head down, just trying to save money, and um, yeah, saved up a fair bit of money to go live over in Europe for a year. Wow, how's that? Where'd you go? What was that experience like? That was that was awesome. It that was, changed everything. Did that you changed. It flip a bit more. Having flipped the switch, and... got me out of kind of got me out of that scene of just like doing the same repetitive thing. Getting out of that routine and getting out of that toxic routine is so important. And a change of environment, yeah, can do that so quickly if you yeah. have the awareness around it. So yeah, where'd you go? What was the Europe um, trip like? Started off in Greece. Um, yeah, went to Greece for two weeks and just did nothing. Like, just booked Greece and, like, that was it. Like, we just sat on this one island uh, and uh, Paros. We sat on oh, Paros for two I'm weeks. I I'm going to Paros for my friend's wedding in July. Yeah, beautiful part. I've um, been there. But we just stayed there for two weeks and kind of just cruised. Um, we had Yacht Week booked in Croatia and did all Yacht Week. Um, went through um, a few parts. We followed the WSL around. We did um, Hossegor for it. a few weeks and then we went to Portugal after. Mm-hmm. and watch the Portugal event. That's where I met my partner, Portugal. Yeah. Not in um, Panetian, Eresira, though, just down the road. Yeah. So we did that. Um, did the basic kind of Europe tour, and then we um, did a season in the French Alps together. 
Sick. So just working on the um, working at a local restaurant and just like working hard every day, snow- snowboarding every afternoon. Still in similar mindset culture, like nineteen years old, partying a bit. Not too much. Not as much. Lani Lani's pretty level headed, and she nice. keeps me like she. I'd say she's been my savior. Like yeah. she's kind of grounded me, brought me back to life. Like within that kind of like high school period yeah I was like off the rails but like when I met her like Stop I by, tamed yeah. it back yeah. like tamed it back right back um, which was amazing um, though like yeah in Europe we never really kind of partied there was a few times where like I just wanted to experience the, mm. the nightlife in the Europe scene though never had like huge nights like yeah. we would finish work and would probably just go to the bar have a drink and then go home sick um, so She's never been a big partier, which has been nice. It's Love kind that. of keeps like me grounded. My partner, Carol, has yeah. like definitely changed my lifestyle a lot. Having a good girl by your side can yeah. really, or a good partner by your side can really change the whole scene and the whole culture that you're living in, can't it? It's Absolutely. Um, so important. Yeah. So you get back from Europe. I'm guessing running becomes back in the scene pretty soon. What did you do for work when you got back from Europe and when did um running get back into your life? Because now you're... Yeah. training for big events and uh, yeah what were when did running come back and then tell me about some of the events that you've done the last couple of years because now you're yeah. competing all around the world yeah so running kind of so we got back from europe i didn't work for like six months i was just like didn't know what i was doing i was didn't know what i was going to do with my life i was so like stuck Lost. and i was just like what do i do like i felt like my europe trip should probably got cut short i probably felt like i could have kept going and just like kind of living that kind of season air lifestyle life, yeah. um though we came back lived with um, Lani's parents and we just went, I didn't know what to do for six months, kind of just cruising around. Then I was like, okay, like need some cash flow now. Um, just worked back at a cafe, kind of just getting by. And then, yeah, Lani and I kind of were like, we were both feeling like not like well with ourselves and we we're like, we need to start like exercising more. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when we kind of started like, we one day we just, it was before COVID and one day we just went and... Um, we're like, let's go up to the running shop in Burley, get a pair of runners each. So went up there, got a pair of runners, got a watch each. And we're like, how good's this? Like, cool, let's start running. Like first run, I remember like I hadn't run for like two years. And our first run back was like 2K. And like we were done. Like we were so cooked. Like, And I felt so unfit. And like it was crazy like to know like what I was doing week in, week out. Um, still had like the mechanics were fine. It was just like body was just not yeah. well. Like it was unhealthy. Yeah, it was shit. was gone. Yeah, so... I think there's something in that just quickly for people listening. If you're like, oh, I'm not a runner, I need the motivation. Going and getting some equipment can be the biggest game changer. Like buying yourself a nice pair of shoes, getting a watch. I mean, that's obviously a little bit more expensive, but something to track it can make it so motivating for you. Like I've got like this one pair of um, running pants, uh, Lululemon, and I swear to God when I put them on, it just makes me feel good. The ones with like the tights built into them. Yeah, exactly like you've got on. (laughs) um, Yeah, I'm just like equipment as much as obviously it comes at an expense but it's like yeah. the best investment you can make like oh, absolutely. 200 bucks for a pair of shoes like we've all spent that on a night out like that on a saturday night exactly. it's like bite and you've got months of running that you can feel comfortable you can feel motivated and inspired to get out there so yeah, yeah. A little tip for anyone don't have a sponsor yet for shoes and i should hopefully before the end of this 10 weeks or the end of the 14 weeks so anyone out there who's a shoe company listening let us know because i want to get some discount codes out to the um crew but yeah go grab some new runners and yeah it's a good way to get motivated so yeah, yeah you did your 2ks feeling like shit feeling like what absolutely. made you tick to go yeah what was the next part of the story before? we kind of just had like a bit of a challenge and like so every every like that's when we started out every tuesday run and yeah. we started kind of like it was just lining out this time and we just started running every tuesday 
um, and then we'd have our long run on a Saturday. And so we'd start at 5 a.m. every every Saturday, um, no matter what. And we just built our long run up over probably, probably would have been like 20 weeks. Um, and we end up building up to a half marathon in the end um, over 20 weeks. And we were just pretty much, we were just on time. Like there was no distance. All we would do is work on time. So like I remember that first week was kind of like, we worked out to do like 10 minutes out, 10 minutes back. So it was 20 minutes, super cruisy. Like, and like our morning would be like, go for a run and then go for a swim straight to the markets. And that was like religiously every week for like 20 weeks. And like, we were just like Lani and I were just best friends. And we're just like, this is all we're doing. Like, Mm. this is it. Um, and Mate, then, you've thrown me in the deep end. I've got my first long run this weekend. I'm doing an hour and a half. You got the 20 minutes. <laughs> Far out. Yeah. So, and, But yeah, that healthy, it's such a good thing too because if you have that dedicated routine, no matter what I'm doing that on a Saturday morning, it makes you not do anything on a Friday night. And you're yeah. like, okay, I want to get my rest because I want to get up and feel good for the morning. And I'm the same, like PBC Farmers Market every Saturday. I'm surprised I haven't run into you there. Yeah. I, I'm there every morning. Carol, my partner, does her jewelry there, which is um, epic. Now you've met us, you'll probably run probably into her and check it out every time. week now. Um, but yeah, so how did... Because now you're competing and stuff quite a bit globally. Yeah. What's been the progression for you to get back into getting motivated, getting a coach for yourself and yeah. getting to a point now where... Yeah, is that like what you're kind of doing full-time? Do you have other... Not full-time, definitely like semi-professional athlete yeah. um, at the moment. Uh, would love to go professional one day. It's It takes a lot of work and yeah. obviously like kind of the competition nowadays is, is crazy. You're and that's that's now. the great thing about it. It's like, um, yeah, we built ourselves up and over the time like Salt Social kind of started, hadn't done any events until probably two years ago. Um, did my first half marathon um, and had like learnt so much from it and... After that, I was just like hooked on racing. I'm like, okay, like I want to compete. I want to challenge myself. Um, I just love like the grind of training. It's just mm. like knowing what you've got every week and like locking yourself in for it. It's just like having that up on the board in front of you going, okay, I've got this today. I've got this today. Like mm. I get to do this. Like, and yeah, I love that I get to do this. I yeah. don't have to. It's like I get to do this yeah. as well. Like, I love this quote by Jocko Willink discipline equals freedom and it's like such a nice one because it's like if you don't have the discipline to stick to a routine then you're not really that free you're like can't override those voices that say no i sleep in today it's like no if you don't have that discipline you don't have the freedom yeah the voices inside your head do it's like if you can't say no to a night out on the weekend then you don't really have that much freedom. It's like yeah. discipline's so important and having those like scheduled out runs every week or scheduled training sessions is like, okay, yeah. I've got to stick to this because this is for me. I know it's going to make me feel good. Yeah. And yeah, so you do your first half marathon. That's interesting for me because you've only run in school. Yeah. You take all this time off, you go through a different stage of life, which I'm sure so many people listening right now are either going through or have had that kind of period of their life. I know I definitely had that and it was far longer than yours. I was traveling professional surfing the whole time but also there was plenty of partying along that journey from 16 to 27 really of that constant weekly like in that toxic sort of place yeah but yeah so if that was only your first half marathon like now you've done ultras and you're yeah yeah tell me that transition into going for longer and what drew you to longer runs what oh the kind of what drew me to longer runs so i have never actually done like a road marathon like i've only i've skipped the marathon on the road like so i did my half marathon and loved it though um i had a great mate josh um he was doing like ultras in the track on the trails 
And so we started doing a lot more trail running and I was like, damn, this is fun. Like getting off the beaten path and like going out bush, um, felt kind of like cross country. Mm. Um, wasn't just a regular, so kind of like skipped to that, um, trail scene. And I had a few friends that were also doing it and I just kind of fell in love with it. Um, Mm. so we started doing like the ultra stuff, but like my first trail event was an 8k trail race. Um, that was last year, early last year and, um, ended up winning that one. Wow. out at numbing bar on my first like it was like just a short course super fun like hard so hard like i remember getting to this hill and it was just the biggest hill and so steep and like i look at it now and it's probably not that bad um after a few like after a year or so of training hills but i was just like what like i can't run up this i've got to walk up it and so like that was kind of like a huge one for me like getting into trails and like learning that yeah like you're not going to be able to run up every hill you're going to have to like manage and like hike and get up this thing and then go again as soon as you get to the top of the hill you start running again you start moving um so i had that race and then i had we had like a half marathon up in the sunny coast at night time we did that and kind of just went from there um and then i had my first 50k ultra i was just like i set myself a goal last year of doing like 100k and i was like i want to do a 100k race um and then i did my not to scare you but <laughs> i did my first one um i did my first 50 um at pace and it was a pretty stacked field and um, had some really good guys in it. And I um, started off kind of like mellow. I was like, all right, I'm just going to hold myself back here. Like, I don't know what it's like. I've never ran a marathon, so mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm going to hit a wall. But um, yeah, ran into it and I was like, okay, this is good. Sat in the top 10. And then by the time I got to like the 20K mark, I was feeling really good. Um, was turning the legs over really nice. I was like, okay, like I'm going to start picking some people off here and put myself into second position. Wow at about the halfway mark and what sort of pace are you running uh probably uh at this one point i looked down at my watch and it was like four four fifteen pace on trails and like rolling hills and i was i felt great i was like this is amazing like i could run like this all day um and then we got to like a point i got to like 36k and i just like onset of cramping and i was just like i've never cramped like in these spots i was like pelvic cramps hammies quads and i was just like felt like i was getting shot (laughs) just i was getting sniped um and we had the third place guy caught up to me and um, we had like a little battle and I was like, I can't keep going with this. I was like, I'm struggling here. So like that kind of switch in my head was like, all right, like you just need to get through this. Like I felt like I was getting hunted. Like, that's what it feels like in trail racing. It feels like you're on the hunt or you're either getting hunted because you can't see the people behind you. Mm. And so that's like another part of the race. Like road running like is such a pacing. Like if you can run this pace for this long, you'll get this time. Yeah. Whereas trails, like, <laughs> you're either, like, in a position that you're winning, but you can't see the person behind you, or you're either hunting behind and, like, you can't see the people either, and you're, like, hopefully they're only, like, 100 metres around the corner. Yeah, wow. And so that's a really cool part about trail racing is, like, you just never know where... Like, you never know where you're situated or what place you're coming. Yeah. And especially at, like, a semi-professional athlete level, it's just, like... You're trying to win. You're, you're trying, trying to win. to do well. You're trying, so to, you're trying to win. You're trying to get to... that top tier, so... Yeah, cross the line third in my first 50 and I was like, oh, that's, that was tough. Like, and it was like dead, dead summer, like dead heat in the summer and it was just a tough race. And I was like, okay, like I didn't, I didn't go to the bathroom. Yeah. I didn't go to the bathroom for like eight hours post-race, like just so dehydrated. Wow. Um, but yeah, that's when I just fell in love with the 50K. And kind How's of, your nutrition and stuff through that? Did you put it now that you know what you do and you've done a few more of them? Yeah. What do you think the cramps and stuff came on from? in that race and how do you manage that now when you're at probably just impact um usually it just depends sometimes it's nutrition um but i think for me it's definitely impacting like my legs um i'm finding 
I get to a certain point with my training and I'm trying like this year is definitely a major focus to like increase my case um, yeah. and build up super slow and try and get there. Um, running probably about 80k a week. Um, so trying to build that up slowly, but would love to get to like 120 a week just yeah. for myself um, to like offset the cramping issues. But nutrition's pretty fine. Like I, my previous race in Thailand, I was uh, eating. Um, I was having a gel every half an hour. Yeah. I went through five and a half liters of fluids within uh, five and a half hours. So that was pretty solid. Like I didn't feel like I was ever bloated or felt sick in the stomach, mm. but it was a major focus, especially in a race like that with yeah. the heat. It's kind of like stay as hydrated as you can. Don't like bonk as soon as you like you bonk out. Like it's hard to come back from like depletion. Yeah. You'd rather stay like above energy. <laughs> like, okay. So, so what after that 50, you get third in your first kind of long race. Yeah. What was the next one you did? Um, that was after the first 50. That was pretty ultra much... Ultra marathons, anything more than a marathon, correct? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was pretty much... That was... After that race, I kind of just had like a few little hiccups. I did like a... Um, like two weeks after, I went and did like a big like 500 kilometer ride with a mate like over four days. Like we did um, over that, over like the long weekend in Easter. And then trying to get back into like racing after that, like I just had a few... I had... Achilles flare up last year, um, which I'd never had Achilles problems before, um, which was so new to me. And then I had a stressy in my fibula, like just a, yeah, it was a grade four. Um, and that popped up maybe 10 weeks out before my race in Thailand. Wow. So training was the Thailand one? 50K. Yeah. So that was, and it was a tough situation because it was like the flights were booked, um, the everything was booked. And I was like, okay, like the mindset change of like, this is a good challenge because it's kind of like well athletes get injured all the time if you're racing at the top level you need to figure a way out around it um so i sat down with my coach and we kind of made a pretty solid training plan i had about 10 weeks of yeah most like i had six weeks of cycling um and then like kind of six weeks of running kind of in the lead up but kept it pretty minimal and knew that i was gonna be uh, going into the race with not much impact in my legs but also like fitness was there because i was cycling so much yeah, yeah. so i kind of banked on the fact that i'm a pretty good runner <laughs> and uh had had the k's and i could do it and um yeah it turned out really well the goal was to head over to thailand go top 10 and qualify for utmb in france um this year and um kind of looking at my time from previous year uh, previous race um at Yandina and then going into Thailand and looking at the previous results from that I was like okay I, I believe I can go either anywhere between fifth and eighth position mm-hmm. um just going off my previous time so um I felt pretty comfortable with that and went over to Thailand and raced and got seventh so it was good well done what yeah. um what was that like tell me about a challenge in that race because I've heard with ultra running it's not if you're going to run into a challenge, it's when and how yeah. you're going to handle it. So what was uh, what was that race like? Did you hit that cramping place again or did you yeah. get through that race a little bit better? Um, so yeah, like got major goal was nutrition um, going into it. A lot of heat training pre, um, pre-race knowing that it was going to be a hot race, yeah. humid. Um, so like my nutrition was stacked. I had salt tablets. So I had a salt tablet, um, two salt tablets every hour. And then I had a gel every half an hour. I was drinking liquids constantly. Picari sweat, OG. Mm, um, every every aid station, straight to one of those, fill up all my bottles. 
And I don't know a funny story about Pekari's sweat. <laughs> Someone told me when I was like 14, first time I went to Bali, that Pekari was the small monkeys in Bali <laughs> and it was literally their sweat. So I didn't drink it until like I was 22 and someone got one. And I was like, fuck, why do you drink that shit? And they're like, it's like Gatorade. I was like, I thought it was like monkey sweat. And then they're like, you're a fucking idiot. And I was like, oh my God, I didn't drink this delicious like electrolyte drink for like 10 years because I thought it was a fucking monkey sweat. <laughs> monkey sweat. Such an idiot. Yeah, yeah, so you got through that one pretty good. Got through that pretty unscathed, like considering I was like coming Qualified, off an injury. Yeah. Um, so like I got to, I think I got to the halfway mark and I was racing against like the top females at the time um, and I was in a good position. I was in, I, I remember some guy was like ninth position and I was like, okay, like that's safe, but not really. Mm. Um, and I was working with a few of the top girls and we were running really smooth and kind of hammering a lot of the hills and ups. And then got to like, I could start to feel some cramps like on setting a little bit. Um, I had like a few cramp fixes, um, just like these sachets of vinegar there. They're wild, but oh, definitely. Fuck, that killed me in the Gold Coast Marathon. <laughs> definitely, definitely good to have. Um, so I had those just to kind of like offset it a little bit and help me out. But um, yeah, like the last kind of, I was like, all right, I really need to like push myself here. The last downhill was eight kilometers, just straight downhill, and quads were just. When you're running downhill, like your quads just burn, yeah, and it's like you're getting smashed. So, um, I had this Chinese athlete just run straight past me on this downhill, and I'd never been challenged like that. And I was like, okay, like I've got to go fast because there's people probably behind mm. me running fast like this as well. So, um, we both just like just started taking off, and we were just challenging each other all the way down this hill, um, and then we could see eighth place and seventh, yeah, eighth and seventh in front of us. And I was like, I've got to go. Like, I've got to shoot this. Like, I've got to go for it. And like the last 3K of the race, like we just pushed so hard together, worked together. We crossed the line and I ended up in seventh and yeah, crossed the line together holding hands and she got third. So no, no, yeah, no. third female and I got seventh male. So it was, it was awesome. Good on you, man. That's, um, that's a cool story. Yeah. And then what happened after that? Because we're going to get up to my training and a bit of um, info for everyone. Yeah. Is 50 the longest you've done in a race? 50 is the longest I've done. Yeah. So, oh, so I'm tripping to 100. <laughs> no, nah, it's depends how you it's approach it. Because I'm not doing it as a race; I'm yeah. doing it as like a challenge. Like yeah. it's not about at all trying to beat anyone. It's about yeah. trying to beat my own mind. Yeah, it's how you approach those things as well. It's like I'm going into like a lot of my races with the plan to race Competition, hard yeah. and like throw my body like on the line. Like if I trip over, like I could seriously injure myself. Yeah. Like there's so many consequences running downhill yeah. at like. For like 30k an hour just bombing mm. down a hill letting the legs fly on gravel it's like it can be so scary sometimes and like even i remember in that race like i tripped over this like stick and there was a big kind of stick kind of shooting upwards oh. and like i was like a thought through my head i was like if i had tripped Pierce over like that would just pierce straight through my shoulder like oh my god so things like that you can trip over quite easily like the chinese Amazing. athlete she tripped over in front of me like just got so scaved up and i was like wow um but yeah like for you it's it's a challenge and it's like you're not racing it like you're challenging yourself to do this and that's why like i believe that you can do it um, yeah do you reckon i'll get through it absolutely yeah yeah you got the you got the team around you mate you got, you I know, got, I know. You got rory in your corner it'll be yeah. good so um yeah rory set you the challenge so i think just going there it's like you're going to surround yourself with so many amazing people on the day mm. and i've coached a few um people up to 100k's 100 mile races and it's like 
at the end of the day it's just a journey um mm. and it's how like your body responds to it um which is a cool thing yeah so what have you got coming up this year what's um what are you training for and then we'll get into my race what what's yeah. your, what are you excited for what are you training for at the moment so the two main races at the moment kind of just got stuck back into training after after thailand um just nice and safe at the moment um i got uta 50 so i'll be there i'll see you coming to i'll be there mate. oh shit so you're doing the 50 yeah i'll be there you can let me know how it was the yeah. day before yeah yeah i believe so and you're on the back half of the, the end, 100 yeah, yeah. so oh, i'll be there for the, the 50 guys um sweet i can be there and cheer you on maybe i'll come and yeah watch you at your checkpoints and yeah. come with someone the day before and start to get the feel of it a little yeah. bit get the energy crew um, for you with the whoever your crew member is and just come and get the feel of the energy Quick little pit stop mate yeah. it'll just it'll be fast that's I, I know that uta is probably one of the most competitive races in australia wow. so um a lot of the top guys will be there and in the 50 it'll be a pretty solid field mm-hmm. so i've got that and then the main race for the year is heading over to france later on the year and do to do the finals of utmb so it's been a kind of dream of mine since getting into trail running like it's the mecca of and bang, the straight away first year of doing it you win yeah. your goldie or you win your race here you get right now third in the race here you get seventh in a big one in thailand and yeah. then straight to the world champ world champs is that kind pretty of pretty much yeah it's yeah. pretty much the world champs of trail running wow it's the finals like that's what they call it. it's like so it's um yeah pretty awesome good on you man that's fucking sick i'm yeah. often to um yeah follow your journey and follow your strava and all that stuff yeah. as you get over there but let's talk about my run now a little bit yeah you're training me along the journey we've got a bit of a program put out where every week you've we've got an app. What's the app called? Final Surge. Final Surge, and every day you've kind of got a bit of a program. Do you want to talk me through what it's going to look like for me? It's obviously fourteen weeks. Why we're doing certain things and like what we're building towards. Yeah. So like how I approach most of my like athletes is going to be on lifestyle. Um, I just believe everyone's lifestyle is just so different. It's mm. never gonna. No one's ever going to be the same. Like if you're running a hundred k and someone else is running a hundred k, but they work a full time job and they're on their feet, it's going to be so different. Yeah. Um. So it's kind of just like working out that balance. And for you, um, kind of coming off, like running Goldie last year. Year before. Year before. Yeah, I haven't run for a while. Yeah. So getting back into it, <laughs> it's just going to be taking your time. Like it's going to be very week to week for you at the moment, um, which is a cool thing. I think it's like to figure out how your body responds is going to be a major one, Yeah. Um, which is which is good because I think it's like I could just give you a, a training program that I believe I could do and it's not going to work for yeah. you. Um, so at the end of the day, we're going to kind of set this program. I'll be in communication with you each week, um, yeah. each day, just sussing out how your body's responding. Mm-hmm how the load's getting, um, slowly build up the load over these 14 weeks um, to a good position where we feel comfortable that you're fit enough to run probably 42K on the trail, yeah, close to maybe just under 50 um, before your kind of last long run. And then double and then it for the actual double race. It, yeah, double it for crazy. the actual race. So. I think it's going to be cool. Obviously, I'm going to document this journey every Monday. I'm going to chat about... Um, what my training was for the week before so hopefully people maybe following along can be like okay i don't want to set this goal of 100k i'm not an idiot like cooper but maybe i want to run a marathon this year maybe i want to run a half marathon this year like it's something that i think people can challenge themselves with so hopefully by following my journey they can be like okay maybe i pull it a little bit back from what cooper's doing but let's talk through maybe a bit of what my week looks like for instance this first week what we have? Monday was lower body and core training and yep. mobility. Tuesday is Salt Run Club, so yep. like an 8K run. Yep. 
Wednesday was upper body and endurance swim, which I cheated and went for a surf yesterday because the waves were good. There waves you go. too good. Fitting into the lifestyle. Um, mobility today was run training i guess yeah. thursday is our training group like this Session. morning we did yeah. um 800s 800 meter sort of picking up the pace yeah. how'd i do first first week what are you what are you seeing with the chapman running for solid not much of a yeah, runner no solid mate like the pace was there this morning i think everyone was moving like super fast you would have been running sub four minute pace um for like average kilometer yeah um so yeah it was solid nice, and considering nice. that was your first flat session it's tough yeah, we did hills last week. That was tough too. That was, but that, was uh, that was a bit of fun. And then Friday's my rest day, so Friday's I get to rest tomorrow, which I'll yeah. probably still surf anyway. Yeah. But then the weekends is kind of weekends where we get the long stuff yeah, done. Yeah, weekends so. where we got the time. Um, so your long run will kind of. I like on trails. I like to work on time, not yeah, uh, distance. not distance, mm-hmm. because it's you could go out for a twenty k trail run and it could be five hours. Like sometimes, just with elevation, yeah, you just never know. So, um, with trails, I like to work on time. So you'll have an hour and a half this week. See how the body responds to an hour and a half. It's if it's feeling good, we might jump maybe fifteen minutes. Um, the next week, though, I think just, my schedule it already says two hours. For yeah, the next week. So confident. we'll just <laughs> see how I'm feeling. I was feeling confident in that, so we'll just see how we go. But um, and then Sunday, I have like a recovery run. Yeah, yeah, um, and that will just change as well. So like it will kind of just like each week was was will be pretty same. Like with the Monday, we'll like to kind of keep that scheduled with a nice kind of body workout. Oh, lower lower body's gonna suck on Monday after yeah. a long run and a bloody recovery <laughs> run. You like to hit the you like to hit the lower body at the start of the week only because like if you do a lower body like on a Wednesday afternoon before a speed session, you're yeah. just gonna be rubbish. Yeah. And you're not gonna have like a quality workout. So getting that quality like kind of strength workout at the start of the week um is key for me, mm. I believe, and key for most of my athletes. Um, though like we'll probably add in maybe a few runs on a Monday here and there uh, but it's just up to how your body responds how the body's feeling how everything's moving like the more kind of impact we can add over time like perfect the better it's going to be for you though if it's like if your body's responding to a certain amount of k's per week that's what we're going to probably stick to and just make it work and make it happen yeah because the goal is what to build up to like you said by week four and then i'll obviously like pull it back for maybe the last two weeks yeah but by the end the goal is to be gone for what a four hour five hour run on a saturday you might be yeah for a trail run you might be out there for six hours you just don't know Um, and then what are we thinking for the hundred we're aiming at like 18 hours or something yeah if you can go sub 18 hours sub 18 would be nice would be huge um yeah i think that's a pretty like i think good effort yeah i've coached a few girls and they went 16 18 hours so it's kind of like a good mark um but i've signed up for like the hardest one you can do eh? it's like so much elevation good elevation you've just got tough you've got a lot of stairs at the very end i haven't done uta before but i know that everyone talks about the stairs so that's going to be kind of a challenge but there's plenty of places on the gold coast to train for that like as a training run which is awesome like Mm. we're pretty lucky at apple tree stairs you've got 800 something stairs to climb up during a long run so we'll work ourselves up to that anyway but it'll just come yeah, I've also heard that um, from like K's 70 to 80, it's like a big downhill, which is just yeah. like the quads just get hammered. Yeah. And then also from speaking to a couple of different friends who are ultra runners, they've just said like time on feet, try and like be on your feet as much as you can each day yeah. from now until then, because that's yeah. where you'll start. Yeah, seeing your legs get conditioned to being upright all day yeah well you might even like you probably like i'll probably structure you with a long run on the saturday and then i'll send you out for a hike the next day you might go for a four-hour hike the next day 
Um, so it's just, it's, yeah, time on feet, time on legs. But it's, yeah, it's, it's the beauty of signing up for it. Like, it's crazy when you, like, I do a lot of training by myself sometimes out on the trails and it's, you can get lonely, man. It's mm. crazy. It's like you're out there queuing to yourself going, what am I Why doing am out I here? Just like yeah. a bit of rustling in the bushes. You're like, holy shit. But yeah, it's, it's something about like the journey. Like I remember um, coaching Zara up to her first hundred and that was my first time coaching someone to a hundred. And like when she came to me, I was just like, shit, can I do this as a coach? Like yeah. it was wild because I was like, I've never coached this. Like this is pretty big. Um, but like she just bawled her eyes out at the end of the race just mm. knowing how much like effort goes into the like the journey the and that's the cool thing yeah. and it's just like you'll probably finish and probably do the exact same thing because it's like it's the commitment you've given to yourself but also like the like you've put other like it's a kind of selfish sport running can be because like you'll lose time with your partner you'll lose time with friends and it's like it's such a wild thing it's like I say to Lani all the time I'm like I'm sorry but like I've, I've got to go run I've mm. got to go train and it's it's brutal because you're like, oh, like, yeah, that maybe staying in bed, that extra half an hour, hour just hanging out is so much nicer. But mm. there's like, there's that goal, which is like a mountain and you're just like, all right, like, no, nah, I've signed up for this. And like, it's so cool. And like all the commitments you've made and all the sacrifices you yeah. make during the journey is just like so much better and so much greater. Like after that Thailand race, the amount of sacrifices I made and like the first person on the FaceTime was Lani, just like, I'm so proud of you, like crying. Mm. And I was just like, I started tearing up. I was just like, fuck, like it's more than a race. Yeah. It's, like, it's more than this like journey here. It's just like, wow. like Just yeah. showing what you're capable of. And that's sort of one of the big reasons why I'm doing this is to see where I can go mentally, but also physically. It's like, I feel like understanding and knowing where you can, because so many of us just have that instant like oh, i could never do that yeah like speaking to carol my partner i was like you should do like a half marathon when i get to the hundred and she's like no way and i'm like we're gonna turn that mindset around because yeah i just think understanding as a human like what your potential is what you are capable of is quite nice and i th- i bring it back to like an almost primal thing like if god forbid something happened and we got invaded and we needed to bloody <laughs> get on our legs and there's no petrol and you need to like you know live yeah. off the land and move quickly across the land like knowing that you're capable of that yeah it's like such a weird thing that I oh don't worry we, we have when i uh, when i go do long runs i'm like i always think of like tomorrow when the war began yeah, and I'm, yeah like, that's I'm, out in, I'm out in the bush i'm like see that cave over there that's exactly where i'd go and i'd set up <laughs> camp with all my mates and like we're here like yeah. we're locked in yeah it's just like all those times out in the trail like you spend with mates and you just you talk random shit but it's yeah. just like you just learn so much about each other and you have those good conversations yeah well i've never done a trail run so everyone listening to this podcast on day one if you're listening to it today while it comes out on friday i'm going to be doing my first long run tomorrow on saturday so make sure you tune in on monday because i'll tell you all about it and give you all my update because yeah i've really thrown myself into something that it sounds like the more i talk to ultra runners like good luck man 100k it's like it's yeah it's a big one but it's a big one. i think we'll be able to do it i want to talk about injuries real quickly it's something yep. we've spoken about that and the few other ultra runners who are friends of mine when i've spoken to them they've said if you get injured, just stop running, do your other workouts. Tell me about some of the injuries you've had and then yep. also how we're going to manage because it's not... I mean, hopefully it's if I get injured, but it's probably going to be like when something flares up, how yep. do we manage it? So yeah, yeah. talk me about injury protocol. Injury protocol, like again, with all my athletes, I just tell them, like just tell me straight away. Like the, the more you can communicate with me, if something's like niggly, um, the better. It's like if we have something like if we have something pop up it's better to like stop 
give it a few days and just maybe like we'll test it out after mm. a few days to see if it's still hanging around or it's gotten like the inflammation's gone and it's actually like you can run on it. Yeah. Um, there's, yeah, I've had, I've had a stressy in my fibula on the left leg and Stress then... fracture for those non-runners. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I had Achilles flare-up, which is the first time I've had Achilles mm. flare-up. Um, that was last year. So like with that, even myself and my coach, I told him straight away after one of my runs, I was like, hey, like something's not feeling right. Yeah. Um, and he just knew straight away and we're like, all right, like we need to have probably six to eight weeks off running. Um, and I just jumped straight on the bike. No, like I wasn't allowed to stand up on the bike. I was, had to sit down the whole time. I was in the gym doing a lot of exercises, um, which was tough as well. Cause I was just like, I want to run. Like that's, that's like what I feel like I'm known for half the time. I'm like, yep, running all the time. But there's those challenges that pop up and you're like, okay, like how am I going to deal with this? It's like, if I just like, I could just call it now and be like, oh, now I'm injured. Mm. Um, easy way, easy yeah. way to go about it. But obviously kind of working your way around those things. Like, um, yeah, like I said, there was Zara, she was training up for a um, mile last year and her last long run, um, just freak accident, uh, rolled her ankle really bad and fractured her, like kind of down her, like fractured her ankle on her last long run um, to her miler and like called me crying and she's like, oh, should I run on it? And like, we had to make that decision like three weeks out was like, okay, like what's the benefit? I was like, if you go, like we could have six weeks off now and not run and not do the race and you'd be back running by Christmas time or we can run the risk and um, like we can run the risk, but you could be out for running all next year. Yeah, wow. And so that was a huge decision for her, but it was just like we made the right decision in the end not to run. And yeah. that's just a tough one that we had to make, but for longevity and love for the sport, like it was one that we, we're just so beneficial for now. Like yeah. we're just so happy. We're like, yeah, like we made the right decision. Yeah. So again, for like all my athletes, it will just be like talking, yeah. like talking to each other, but also kind of like working through it. Like if we have to have a week off where it's going to be like, hey, like, body's feeling cooked like or you get sickness like covid now it's just like all right like we'll take a full week off like yeah take take it nice and easy yeah because it's like if you run even like you hear stories of people running through covid and it's like they work like they worsen now and it's like there's major effects so yeah yeah. um we'll manage it and that's why the app's so good then you probably already saw straight away i put like mild but like started getting like some sore hip just from my like chilled run on tuesday yeah one week in, here we go. But I'm sure probably the start is where you will start to feel those niggles straight away yeah. and hopefully start to build through it. I just want to quickly, before we finish, because I really want these podcasts to be good for people who maybe have never gone for a run before in their life more than their school cross country or maybe never gone for anything more than one kilometre and they're like, oh, running's not for me, I'm not a runner. Yeah. What advice would you have for someone to safely get into running? Where would you start if someone's like, let's say my partner Carol comes to run club on Tuesday and she's like, oh, I want to work up to being able to do 10 Ks. I want to get going. I mean, step one is like we touched on earlier, go buy a nice pair of shoes, do it with the right equipment is going to make it so much more enjoyable. Speak to the person at athlete's foot or wherever you go, tell them what your goals are. Hey, I want to start running on the road. I want to start running on trail, give them as much info. Yeah. But then, yeah, what would you recommend from a like gym point? The balance between um, 
working out so you can run better yeah the runs and then maybe the recovery that comes with it too and maybe a little bit about nutrition just yeah. to throw in because i will speak to some nutritionists and physios about recovery and stuff as well but from a coaching point of view what would you yeah talk about yeah so at the moment we're actually working on like a my first run club program Sick. so we'll have to give that to the yeah. um community like after this podcast um We'll connect it with the crew, but it's like my first run club. So building up to like a 5k run. Yeah. Um, and that's going to be over like a 14 to 16 week pr- like program. Epic. And it's just going to be like, what it is, is like running is like people, there's so many people that are like, I'm not a runner and you're like, they, they hate running. But it's, I think a lot of people hate running because they'll go out for a 5k run just straight at it. Like they're, yeah. they're, they're not a runner, go for a 5k, ruin themselves, hate it, have yeah. shin splints that week because they've just put themselves through Too an absolute much. ringer. Um, so it's just like taking your time. If you're new to this episode and you, um, new to running, like go for like, like really break it down. Um, I know it sounds weird, but it's like 30 seconds on 30 seconds off, like walk 30 seconds, run 30 seconds, do that times like 15 and like it works out to be like a 20 minute session. Take it super easy. And you're like, okay, like that wasn't too bad. You might've run 2k total, walk 2k total, run 2k, um, but you do that for like a few weeks. Um, you build up slowly. You add more time. You go, okay, thirty seconds is sweet now. Let's add it. Like let's make it a minute, mm. and just build up over those kind of few weeks. And then eventually you'll be at a three-minute run on, a, maybe a one-minute walk, and then over the time you just keep building up and building mm. up. And so that program will be like solid for my like my first run club kind of program will just be building up from like walking to running your first yeah. 5k amazing so. and then what about if they're like okay i want to do that but one like leg session in the gym a week and it doesn't like i i was telling you off air i was like i'm going to try and not go to the gym for my training for this because i want to make it accessible for people listening right yeah. now like i want the lowest barrier to entry as possible buying the pair of shoes maybe is a yeah. barrier to entry but then i've literally just been doing at home like walking lunges squats calf raises just glute bridges just all simple little stuff yeah just to build up those muscles right so you can kind of prevent injuries yeah again you don't have to lift heavy like um that's something that i've learned um through my training this year is like in last year it's like you don't have to lift crazy heavy to be some crazy athlete it's just like keeping things in check Mm. keeping those like kind of small muscle groups like like loaded keeping like the load on my Achilles has been a massive one so a lot of calf strength um over the last um few months but even if you've got like those big 15 liter water jugs chuck that on your knee do like calf raises sitting like seated calf raises they're great or 15 liter on sitting yeah so just sitting um just like pretty much that big water jug on the that so that'll keep you going um load the achilles up um you speak to any podiatrist and physio they'll just like calf raises every night so i'm every every night i'll be brushing my teeth and i'll i'll be doing calf raises (laughs) in the bathroom i'll just like 20 each side i'm like come on baby let's go (laughs) i love that yeah my physio mate who's trained like triathletes was like calf raises yeah yeah every time so like physios and uh, podiatrists absolutely love the calf raise so on that program um but again doesn't have to be crazy like i i'm one for especially at the start of my career like career and the running kind of journey like i was doing backyard sessions just Mm. with like a five kilo dumbbell yeah um just in the backyard a lot of skipping um really good um 
but yeah, like it doesn't have to be crazy. YouTube sessions, there's so much on YouTube there's these so days to just do like, and there's some really good running um, YouTubers that like put some really good like strength programming yeah. out online as well. So if you're not going to the gym, um, that's perfect. I've like signed up with a PT now and kind of do those PT sessions one-on-one. I one, use but... ChatGPT. Like, <laughs> ChatGPT gave me a great little uh, yeah. body workout that yeah. I use. So exactly. So, um, I literally wrote, I'm training for a 100-kilometer run. I have to do a one-hour leg and core workout. Yeah. Give me it. And yeah. It goes, yeah, it's so perfect. Good. So, again, doesn't have to be heavy. doesn't have to be in the gym, but if you've got that access and you feel comfortable, yeah. um, that's perfect as well. Let's talk real quickly post-run, post-workout nutrition, yeah. and then we'll talk about just mobility and stretching maybe to um, finish off. Yeah, post-run, um, highly recommend, or pre-run even. Um, we're talking about this this morning. Uh, just like if you're on the go, just starting in. Um, I, I do a lot of my sessions fasted, though. Yeah, see, I, I like this morning. I find it hard to eat early. Yeah. I do like train at 5 o'clock it's in tough. the morning. So I took a banana with me this morning, but I didn't eat yeah, it. Yeah, so sometimes it's usually like a banana or a piece of toast if I'm up in time. Um, post session I always like to get something in like I always like to get something solid in uh, like half an hour like half an hour to an hour just protein go, shake okay or yeah. something more solid food no, or just, yeah, that's perfect yeah, good, yeah protein shake like just getting something in that first half an hour hour is just going to improve your recovery straight away yeah like your body's going to start to recover yeah um, but then for mobility and stuff I'm like stretching most nights just yeah, means, yeah. just before bed it's perfect put your phone down an hour before bed start rolling just everywhere that feels sore sit on the ball like get a trigger ball like yeah i love it like it's just the best thing ever like it's so nice and just loosens up everything before you go to bed yeah, feel good it makes you feel better yeah so that's kind of my like routine at night time brush the teeth yeah. um do calf raises and then do some ankle mobility as well especially yeah. for the trails i got like a resistance band wrapped around my bed um and i just kind of wrap that around my ankle and just constantly just kind of strengthening like the ligaments Okay. in my ankle so i gotta get one of them yeah trying to make things a little bit stronger but just throwing little things at myself each week epic i feel like how long have we been 10 minutes far out that's flown by yeah long episode love it well man this has been so much fun i'm um really looking forward to spending plenty of time together over the yeah. next 14 weeks and hopefully continuing on into the future and not just making this a one-off challenge. I don't yeah. know if I'll run another. I mean, we'll see how I go in the hundred. You might love it, mate. Who I knows? might love it. I, I strongly doubt that I'm going to love it, but yeah. <laughs> I think I'll get it done. You might love. You might fall into the journey of loving running, and that's kind of like at the end of the day, if you can fall into the journey of like being able to go for a run and feeling good post this event, like that's yeah. probably like the best thing I could give you. And yeah. it's like building that. Like I love seeing people that like find that love for running and like, mm. especially on travel, like I've got people over in Korea at the moment, they're running around Korea and I'm like so sick. It's yeah. like just through a small movement that they yeah. just, they can just feel like they can go experience a new city with a five kilometer run. Yeah. So. It's beautiful. Just getting like outdoors is like so nice as well. Like I'm so excited to start the trail stuff. I think that's where I'm going to really come into my element and sort of have my like ocean with my surfing and then have my like trails yeah. with, um, yeah, my running, which is going to be epic. But man, yeah. this has been um, a fun chat. I'll probably get you back on maybe on one of my Monday episodes as we yeah. get towards the end of the training and have a bit of an update. You can give the listeners a bit of an update how I'm looking, what your prediction is for me after you've trained me for a bit more than a week yeah. um, of how you think I'll do. And we can sort of make some predictions and maybe get the community involved to make some predictions. And then also, um, yeah, try and get anyone who's on the Gold Coast who listens to this podcast, come down to Salt Social, meet yourself, meet me, yeah. try and get a few people maybe down to the Thursday sessions too where Absolutely. they can do a bit of coaching with yourself and Vanessa and learn, yeah, how to do it in a way that is really fun. Like this morning yeah. we did 800 metres and it, 
without a group of people around you, you'd never do it. You're not going to push yourself as hard as you do when you have that sort of coach there giving you updates on how your time is, giving you um, track laid out, and then giving you sort of the people around you and what you should be running is like, yeah, yeah. really nice. So, man, thank you so much for jumping on. I do finish mm-hmm. every good humans podcast with the same question, and I'm excited to hear what you say to this one. So, what does being a good human mean to Jaideen? Being a good human is just like showing up in my community uh, every day um, and just meeting new people. That's for me. Like I just love connection. I'm all about connection. So being a good human is just like connecting with new people, um, new and old faces um, coming into my life. So every day, which is amazing. So that's probably me being a good human is just connecting with my community and being that person and being that leader. Mate, I absolutely love it. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story. I really appreciate you taking us back, taking us through some of those tough times with your parents, um, breaking up when you were young. As you said, you don't share it too much. So I really appreciate you being vulnerable Mm -hmm. there. Telling us about high school, your burnout period, and then also being really open with that. I'm not going to say dark period because I feel like almost all of us I mean, I'm sure there's some people who don't, but a lot of young men, a lot of young women in Australia, the culture really leans us towards this idea of partying and drugs and all of that. So thanks for being open and sharing that. I know people are going to be able to relate to that and then maybe be inspired and be like, oh, I can turn it around. I can get into my fitness. I can get into my health. And then, yeah, your Europe story sounded super fun, but then getting back into your running and then getting back into it competitively and already like jumping straight to the top of your divisions and then qualifying for world champs is going to be epic. I'm sure everyone listening to my journey is going to be quite interested in seeing how you go over in France this year. So I'll be um, cheering along too. But man, I guess the last thing is where can anyone find you on social media? I will leave it all in the show notes as well for everyone to check out if they want to get involved with the Salt Social Run Club, get involved with Project Personal Best and... um, yeah, just your little yeah. chance to plug anything you got can, coming up or point them direct, point them towards some stuff you got doing. Yeah, they can find me on Instagram, just Jaydean, J Y E D E A N, um, on Instagram. That's where I'm currently like kind of sharing my like day to day training, um, lifestyle of on the road to UTMB series, um, which is a big one. Obviously, I got races before that, but um, that's kind of like the major one that I want to get to, and there's going to be challenges along the way. So that's the best part about it. Um, and then yeah, you can find us on the Salt Social on Instagram, and then the new coaching. Um, which has kind of just started off with Vanessa and I, and that's uh, Project Personal Best. Mate, absolutely love it. Well, thank you so much for training me. Thank you for giving me a story to share on the podcast. And yeah, I'm looking forward to everyone following the journey. Beautiful. Happy Friday. Legend. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 